Every mistake is an opportunity to learn. Even those whack exes and lame situationships you endured. This podcast helps single black millennials date smarter by sharing stories of what not to do in dating. Join me, Randy, as I talk with black millennials about the dating lessons they've learned and the mistakes they never want to make again. This is Situationships Podcast, and I'm your host, Randy. Hey, y'all. This is Randy. On this week's episode, I talk with Ashley, a 33-year-old who shares her experience ending her engagement and relationship six months before her wedding. And get this, everything was already paid for. I know, shocking, right? We talk about what led her to make that decision and how she went about ending their four-year relationship and engagement. We also talk about how she's tackling her life as a newly single woman and why she's team never settle. If you have a friend who could use some dating advice, please share this episode with them. Get Situationships podcast merch and early access to podcast episodes by becoming a Situationships podcast Patreon at patreon.com backslash situationships pod. And lastly, let's connect on social media. You can find me at Situationships Pod on Instagram and Facebook and at Situations Pod on Twitter. All right. I hope you enjoy the episode. So, you know, we had like some a, a, a little bit of a debrief about your situation before mm-hmm. we got started. Um, and like the long story short part is you ended a engage an engagement. Um and so I guess before we kind of jump into the specifics of like what you learned and, and how you ended up coming to that decision, would you mind like sharing a little bit of background about like how you guys met, um, like how long you had been in a relationship before you got engaged, stuff like that? Sure. Okay. So um, we met at um, law school. We went to law school together um, and we were together for four years before we got engaged um, and um, I would say right after our five-year anniversary um, I finally decided that we had to end things so um, that's kind of the long and the short of it um so you're in the relationship four years you got engaged um how did you feel about the engagement um, at the time, I was excited. I think that, um, of course, just like in any relationship, you have the ups and downs of things. Yeah. Um, but at that point in time, we were on the up. And so um, at first, I was really excited. But yeah. as time went on, as it got closer to our date for the wedding, I was like, okay. Um, so it went from me being really excited to like, I think reality started to really hit. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I, this is not going to work. Yeah. So yeah. I guess what were the, some of the like feelings that you had that made you think that like this wasn't the right choice? So, I mean, overall, like I said, we had our ups and downs. Um, but what I realized is that they were the same types of things, common themes that we kept coming back to rehashing, maybe coming to some kind of resolution for, but it wound up being temporary. Mm. Um, And so eventually it got to a point where um, after the engagement and as time went on, 
um, and got closer to the wedding, some of those things started happening again. And I thought that they had kind of been resolved, but I started to see like, okay, they really aren't. Yeah. And also that I had to come to the, I had to just face the facts of like, maybe things are just going to stay the way that they are and I need to just learn to accept them. Yeah. And so like, as far as like the feelings that I had, um, anxiety, really that was the the biggest thing yeah um and it and for me it manifested in me having severe insomnia oh wow yeah and that's not something that i've really ever ever really struggled with um i had a little bit of that when i was studying for the bar but other than that i never that was just not something that i that happened to me like i need my sleep so for me um i was like okay something is not right i was like did you know that it was the relationship or no, okay no at first i i just didn't put it all together yeah um at first i was like something is wrong like this is this is abnormal for me i get my sleep like, yeah no matter what no matter what stresses me out i will go to sleep real yeah. fast and so i said you know what i need to go talk to somebody mm-hmm. so i went to a therapist mm-hmm. And at first she was like, well, you know, you said you're about to get married. Maybe you just have cold feet. Maybe you're just nervous. And I'm like, I'm not nervous about like getting married. It's something different. It's, yeah. it's, it's not just like, oh, I'm scared of like the commitment itself. I think it was um, eventually after speaking with a therapist for months, um, it was more of just like committing to the wrong person. Yeah. And that's really what caused it. And, and, and really, I realize that over time yeah yeah one of the things that you like so Ashley wrote a like beautiful uh blog article about this and that's when I found out because um like I from the Instagram you know y'all was happy and I saw the engagement I was like oh my gosh like they're Mm -hmm. engaged and I read this and I was so surprised yeah um but like one of the things that you um specifically said was um I had to learn to accept that my current reality could easily be my reality for the rest of my life Um, I asked myself, if nothing ever changes, will I be happy? And I feel like that's so, like, that takes a level of honesty with yourself that a lot of people have a hard time, like, really confronting. Um, And I I don't know, I thought that was, like, really powerful because I think it's easy to, like, push things to the side and be like, oh, well, you know, it'll get better or, like, things will change or whatever. And, like, I don't know, that just seemed, like, stuck out to me as, like, a really... um, important like realization that you had to come to yeah and and the thing is for me is I have I have a problem I well I guess it's a blessing and a curse I am one that I never want to give up on anything Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. I never want to give up on anything anyone and so um and I you know it's like I already knew this, but I feel like this, it really hit home this time. It was like, you can't change anybody, yeah. you know, yeah. and you cannot marry potential. And that's what I found myself doing. I kept thinking like, okay, if I go forward with this, am I going forward because of who he is today or who he could be in the future, right. who he might not ever be, right. you know, yeah. Um, because, and I had to even take a step back with myself and be like, okay, um, you can't project what you want somebody to be like for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to just allow that person to be who they are and just either accept, either accept them and decide whether you want to accept them and be with them or yeah. accept them and move on and with your life. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me some time to get there. I, it was a struggle, but, um, I just, it and, and for me, like I, um, 
I have a close relationship with God. So I was praying and I was like, God, like, please help me figure this out. And, um, towards the very end, it's, it, it was a lot of like back and forth, back and forth. Like one minute we're fine. Then we're not like one minute we're arguing a lot. Then we like have like a honeymoon phase, like a temporary yeah. honeymoon phase. And so I'm like, I'm so confused. Yeah. I'm so confused, you know? And then I was like, God, just please make it plain for me. Yeah. And then it was just like consistent arguing over just dumb stuff, like back to back to back yeah. to back. And it was like tiny little arguments about things. But like it kind of revealed like a bigger issue. And then it got to a point where I just couldn't ignore it. And I was just like, I got to make a move. So, so I guess like, what was it like? Like, how did you muster up the courage to actually like say the words out of your mouth? Yeah. Like that you were ending it. Yeah. That was tough. Well, you know what? Actually, I have another question too. (laughs) Okay. So was it, was the decision to like end the engagement or to end the relationship entirely? So, um, I will say that towards the maybe the last two weeks of it, there was just a breakdown. Yeah. So first it was a lot of blowout arguments. Um, I had, there were a couple of times when I had given him his ring back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I just didn't feel right wearing it. Yeah. And some people have told me like, did you keep the ring? I'm like, no, nah, like yeah. it symbolizes something and I'm not with that right yeah. now. You know, like I'm not feeling that. So I didn't want to keep it. Um, and I, I hated that I had to do it, but it, when me giving the ring back was kind of like an ultimatum thing. Yeah. And I always told myself I never want to do that because that's kind of me strong arm strong arming me, strong arming that person into doing something that they might not really want to do, but they're doing it because they have so much pressure on them. Yeah. Like I want you to do what you really want to do. Yeah. You know? Um, but I was desperate. I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. Like it's not it's not it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen any other way. Mm-hmm. So First, it was me giving the ring back, going back and forth like that, arguing, him making promises that, but still, we were still arguing and things were still happening because I had said that prayer to God, like, make it plain. And he was making it plain for me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, no matter what. And so, um, then I think this was Labor Day weekend. Yeah. I think that Friday, um, I had talked with him and I was like, you know, I I want to be in because uh, we were living together at the mm-hmm. time. I was like, you know, I I think I need this weekend by myself. I mm. just really need to collect my thoughts. And so at that point on that day, I think that was Friday or Saturday. I said, you know, we got to put this wedding at least on hold. Like okay. we can't yeah. go forward. And I even said I was not doing that, but I still did that anyway because I was just like, I need time to like think clearly because I just feel like there's just so much noise everywhere coming from other people outside my own self like just being confused you know and so I took that time to myself um I just spent a few days by myself just like really thinking (laughs) and the the craziest thing happened um was like I was forced to just sit with my thoughts Mm -hmm. because Labor Day on Labor Day I went to get my hair braided And on top of that, you like, got time to I think about it. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I'm sitting there getting my hair braided. And not only am I getting my hair braided, I couldn't even, and I think this was God too, mm-hmm. I couldn't even use my hands. So I couldn't even be on my laptop. I couldn't be on my phone. I couldn't scroll. I couldn't find some kind of way to distract yeah. myself from my thoughts yeah. because the hair braider, she was doing it by herself. So I had to hold the hair in both uh-huh. of my hands to help her out, you know? Yeah. So I was forced to just sit there and just think about everything and by the by the time I fin by the time she finished my hair I was like that's it really that's it oh my goodness yeah and so 
I went home that night and I wrote in my journal, um, in a few hours, I'm going to be single. Yeah. And, and that's when I, I just knew that I, I, and, and the thing is too, is I had had so much anxiety, so much confusion, but once I made that decision, I had sheer peace. Yeah. You know? And that's what let me know that I was doing the right thing. Um, it was tough of course, to kind of just be like, Hey, um, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, I can't put myself through this. I can't put you through this, you know? Cause like my thing is like, I'm thinking about both of us. Like, like maybe he's not seeing it at the moment, but I'm like, okay, you don't want to be with someone who's just never going to be happy with you. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one thing that he said to me was, you know, Ashley, you're so strong. And I, I kind of broke down because I was like, damn, you know, I'm like, I'm tired of being strong, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I thought I wouldn't have to be in, in I would I thought I wouldn't be in this situation at all. But I was like, okay, I had to kind of muster up some courage from somewhere and just do what I know that I had to do yeah. for my peace, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. So you talked to, um, about compatibility, like mm-hmm. being an issue. Yeah. And it's something, because that's something I struggle with like because I know it's important Mm -hmm. but like getting clarity on what compatibility will look like for Mm -hmm. me is still really confusing yeah I guess like what are your thoughts on compatibility moving forward like when you're looking for a partner now yeah so I will say that before entering into this relationship and even at the beginning of the relationship when I thought about compatibility it was kind of superficial so I was thinking about compatible like are you good on paper? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good on paper. Mm-hmm. At least I feel like I am. Right, right. To somebody, you <laughs> right, know? Right, And I feel like you're good on paper, so we're compatible. Right, You know? Right. We believe in God. You know, we have good, we come from good families. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of got your stuff together as far as, like, your, you know, you're educated, your career, you're, you know, moving and shaking in the world. And, right. And, you know, that kind of thing. Um. And also like, okay, you like to have fun. Cause that was like one of our things. Like we, we love to have fun, travel, things like that. So I was like, okay, we're compatible. Boom. Right. But it's much deeper than that. And I've realized that, um, over times, um, one thing that I didn't realize, I don't know how I didn't realize this. And I still like struggle with like, Ashley, like what personalities, mm-hmm. you know, you like one thing that I've realized is everybody's personality does not mesh well. Yeah. You know, no matter how much you love someone, yeah. if your personalities don't, aren't cohesive, mm-hmm. like they don't have to be the same personalities, but they just at least complement each other. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. Um, and so that was a huge thing that I realized. That was probably like one of the biggest things for me. Um, and just realizing like, what are your deal breakers? Like mm. what are things that, and, and, and I think I realized like, one thing that I'll say out of this relationship, I didn't know because I remember when we first got together, he would ask me like, what do you want out of a relationship? And I was just like, honestly, you know, I can't say what I want. I can tell you what I don't want because right. of what I've experienced in the past. Mm-hmm. But now I can say like, okay, these are my deal breakers. Um, and for me, like one thing is um, really big is like spirituality, mm. like where you stand with all that kind of stuff. Like, um, like, it's one thing to just believe in God, but like, do you want to How do you really? live it out Yeah, like, do you, do you want to have a relationship with him? Yeah. Do you think it's important to have that relationship? Um, things like that. Um, 
just like your values yeah just in general like yeah. what is important to you yeah um i realized that it's more than just like more than just the superficial things like oh i want to have a house one day i want to have kids one day like what is most important to you like take away money like what is most important to you like family things like that like and that's the thing like some of the things we were on the same page but mm-hmm. there were a lot of other things that we weren't mm-hmm. yeah it's so another thing that like your story makes me think about is this idea of like easy versus easeful like everyone's like relationships aren't supposed to be easy mm. like things are going like you're going to encounter challenges mm-hmm. But it should still be easeful in that you're not forcing things. Yeah. And that's a nuance <laughs> that I still don't really understand yet. Yeah. Um, but I feel like mm-hmm. sounds sounds like something that like you probably experienced yeah. in your relationship. Big time. Yeah. Big time. So one thing that I'll say is um, I was forcing it. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I told him in that last conversation that we had. I said, we are forcing this. Yeah. We're forcing it. Um. Throughout the relationship, when we would have our problems, our issues, I would um, I would meditate on it and be like, okay, no relationship is perfect. He's not perfect. You're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Relationships are hard. They're mm-hmm. not going to be easy. They're going to be challenging. I would just keep telling myself that. Keep telling myself that really just to stay in it, just yeah. to keep going, just to keep fighting. Yeah. But it got to a point where I was like, I know that it's not supposed to be this hard. Yeah. It's like it was just so hard like it was like I don't know it's it's just like when you're trying when you're like you're seeing a little bit of progress but it's, it doesn't even feel worth it yeah. you know yeah um because at the end of the day like you feel like at least I felt depleted you mm. know like I felt like I feel like I had just laid it out all out on the table and I had nothing left to give. And it's one thing if you're, if you're striving for something and you can still go and you still have like that inner motivation, I eventually, it just left me, you know? And, and that's, and I remember that was one thing that I told him, I said, you know, I'm still in this right now. And this was kind of towards the end of things. I was like, I'm I'm still in this right now, Mm -hmm. but at some point, I can't even tell you when. I'm gonna just not. I'm not gonna have anything left in me. Yeah. Um. And that's that's really what it came down to. And so, as far as the difference between like it being easy and easeful, like it's just like, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I, I can only speak from my experience. Yeah. And so I've never been in a situation where it's been easy breezy. You know right, what I right, mean? right, 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 so right. Yeah. I'm like, what know? does that mean? Like, how does that look like? I don't know. I'm not sure either. I, you know, I can I can just tell you what it's not supposed to look right, like. Right, right. And you know <laughs> what? They say that's, there, you know? yeah, they say that's still yeah. like a very important element to getting what yeah. you want is knowing what you don't want. Yeah. Um, And kind of like going back on the compatibility piece, because mm-hmm. like, I think my thing that it took me a long time to realize was like chemistry wasn't everything and I was like oh if we have chemistry like the rest is just like a cakewalk you know what I mean like we have a spark I like you you like me Uh let's get it popping you know Mm -hmm. what I mean but like realizing that I would meet these people and have chemistry but like it felt like you were trying to fit puzzle pieces that just didn't go together and then Mm -hmm. eventually I was like oh, there's a lot more than, like, this surface level, like, we like each other. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. And I think think the older I get, the more I think about relationships and what I want and what I hear from other people who seem to have 
quote unquote successful or healthy relationships mm-hmm. is like taking the time to get clarity on what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, like what are like, you know, I have a friend who says like, be willing, be open to having love look a different way than what you expected it to mm-hmm. be um, or expected it to look like. But at the same time, know what the like fundamentals of what's really important to you yep. that like, you know, you'll need. Yeah. Um, and that's like that's where I'm trying to work through. Yeah. Um, and it's also like funny that you talk about like asking God for a sign. Yeah. My best friend is really big on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not religious. I didn't grow up religious. Okay. And I used to hear her say that and I'd be like and she would like get signs. Yeah. And I'd be like, how the hell? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because the older I get and the more I just kind of like connect to my spirituality and mm-hmm. my connection to like the universe or whatever, mm-hmm. I've started to practice that a little bit more. Yeah. And it seems to like what work? Yeah. I don't and I yeah. I know it's not like whatever. People who are religious be like, duh. Yeah. But like no, for me, no, I get you know it. Even I mean? even from like a non religious standpoint, like right. even if you're talking about just like the laws of attraction. Exactly. Type of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like asking for signs. And mm-hmm. and for me it's like once you can once you get clarity on what you're trying to figure out, um, and you can like create these moments of quiet like yeah. you can start to see the things that are in alignment with what you want and mm-hmm. the things that aren't um but no I just I, like I love that you had to like create stillness and quiet in order to get clarity on what like you were supposed to be doing next yeah. I yeah. think that was like I don't know yeah and I think a lot of times too um it, it wasn't like yeah I asked God for a sign but I think Deep down, we already know. Deep down, we That's what my therapist say all the time. She's like, you already know. You already got the answer. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, and that's the thing. Like, even going to therapy. Like, for me, my therapist is like a mirror. She's not showing me nothing that I can't already see, don't already know deep down. Yeah. I think for me, my problem was facing facing the truth. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time to just face the truth um, because... I knew deep down. Yeah. I did. I just didn't want to believe it. You know, I had all this hope. And one thing that I really um, wanted to make sure that I said was like, I just stopped believing myself. Yeah. I stopped. I started doubting my own judgment and doubting Mm. what I felt Mm -hmm. and um, started listening to other people. Um, say oh y'all are so cute together and I was like oh we are okay yeah you know know, that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and and, um just all the little tiny little things that I'd be like "Mm, I don't I don't know how I feel about that I just don't feel like I I don't know if I can really rock with that I don't really know if that's really something that I want to be um bringing into my relationship or whatever the case may be and I just started I just got into this habit of doubting my own judgment and doubting Mm. myself to the Mm. point where I was always looking outside of myself for confirmation and what I was doing, even not even just in my relationship and my career, just all kinds of things yeah. when I knew deep down what the truth was. Yeah. And so I, um, once I took that time and even though I prayed to God, like God, like show me a sign and bring some clarity. I knew it yeah. was just, it was just hard. It was so hard for me to just, come to that reality and just yeah. deal with that, you know? Yeah. Cause it was, you know, cause I, I loved him and I really wanted to be with him. Um, and, and there's also, I feel like yeah. there's the, um, what is it? Like the sunk cost, like you 
committed a certain number of years to this oh, relationship yeah. that was and to have to like scrap that and start all over exactly, yeah yeah i mean that's i feel like i've talked to so many people that have been in long-term relationships and then ended it yeah. and they said a part of the reason why they stayed in longer is because yeah. they'd already spent so much time yep. in a relationship yep. and i felt that way too i was like we've been together for so long we've been you know i know him so well he knows me so well um i know his family he knows my family we're yeah. getting married yeah. you know like we've already built a life together in yeah, a way yeah and that definitely went into my whole like rash trying to rationalize why i should stay with him yeah despite all these other things that i knew to be true and and literally like felt in my heart yeah um in my spirit to to be true because i was i was constantly trying to rationalize why i should stay and keep working hard and you know so yeah so what was it like for you? I'm I'm curious what the period immediately after like the breakup was mm-hmm. like and then what it it's been like in the long term for you. Okay, so <laughs> so this is kind of crazy, but um so I ended the engagement about six months before the wedding. Okay. We hadn't sent out wedding invitations, thank God. I was gonna say thank God. <laughs> And the, and honestly, even that in itself was kind of a sign because the, they were sitting on the on the, on the table, the, really? literally this table. They were sitting on the table for months. Oh wow! And every once in a while, they would ask, "When are we going to send them out?" And I'm like, I, first it was just like, "Oh, I'll get to it." Yeah. Then it got to the point where I had to start being truthful. And it's like I really don't know if these are going to go out. Yeah. You know. Um. And so, anyways. <laughs> I had already planned my bachelorette party. Mm -hmm. My friends were already on board. um, And like, okay, let's start from the beginning. So the whole entire wedding was planned. Oh, wow. The whole wedding was planned. The deposits had been paid. Oh, snap. Everything, right? Yeah. Um, And and when I think about it now and reflect, I had gone like almost as soon as the engagement occurred and maybe like a month after I went into planning mode Mm -hmm. hardcore Mm -hmm. and I realized that I did that because I was trying to distract myself Mm. oh wow yeah Yeah. I was trying to distract myself I'm like are you sure you want to do this so I was like like anytime I felt any type of anxiety I'm and I'm the type to like I'm like a doer I'm like a to-do list type of person Mm -hmm. anytime I start feeling anxiety I'm like well what's causing me anxiety oh it's because I need to do this this this, and that right Mm -hmm. so I went down a long list of all the things I need to hire the florist I hired the um officiant I we found the venue we just did everything Mm -hmm. right so first I had to we had to deal with all that kind of stuff yeah um and um and then after that I still went on my bachelorette party. It wasn't a bachelorette party at that point. It was just like a girl's trip. Yeah. But I think that was, I'm so happy that. I was going to say, that, that sounds was, like a perfect way to like yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was like, um, almost three weeks after Oh wow. the, we broke up. And yeah. so, um, it was great to like see some of my friends from out of town that I didn't get to, you know, just to get those hugs. in. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And so it was awesome to be there with them. Um, and we were in Cabo, Mexico, had a grand time, had mm-hmm. so much fun. Um, but of course, in the meantime, in between time, I'm sad, yeah. you know, I'm sad. I'm yeah. disappointed. Yeah. And um, one thing that I, I, one thing that I did right when I got back from Mexico, um, I moved out of our apartment. Mm-hmm. 
And I immediately went into healing mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to be really intentional about healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I was already, I already had a therapist. So I was, you know, going to her, trying to work through those things, crying it out as much as I needed to, praying yeah. it out, yeah. journaling, spending, a, I spent a lot of time by myself. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, trying to work through my shit, basically. Yeah. Just work through it all and just allow myself to do that you know and so I did that and then um it just so happened that I even got more time to myself um because I work for the federal government all right I was furloughed (laughs) for a month yeah so I really had time for self-care because I couldn't afford to do nothing else I was just in the house (laughs) right I was just in the house like spending a lot of time with myself just really trying to get to know myself again you Mm. know and so one thing that I realized in like my healing is that on one hand I had to heal from the relationship itself but then I also had to heal from what allowed me to stay in it so long what allowed Mm. me to get in it so long and just all the things that went along with that you know and of course a lot of that stuff was from before I was even in that relationship you know yeah Uh, because I don't have a good track record with relationships so (laughs) you know I was like and I remember I remember crying to God and I said God I never want to go through this ever again you know and so basically that meant I had to do some serious serious healing and Mm -hmm. I'm still I'm still in the healing process and even doing this is like a part of that so thank you so much for this yeah thank you for sharing because yeah because a I know you're not the only person who's done what you've done right but like you're the only person who've whose story I've ever heard okay and so I think, again, that's like really why I started the podcast, because I think we go through so many difficult things and relationships, but we don't talk openly about it. Mm-hmm. And so it's so easy to feel isolated yeah. in your experience and think that like you made a wrong decision or you're weird or whatever mm-hmm. for choosing something that society would tell you not to choose or, oh, yeah. or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. And it's like, no, nah, this is just like the human experience. And yeah. we're all doing a, a lot of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that this could be like cathartic. Yeah, in a way. thank you. Yeah. Um, so I guess like what has been what have been like the biggest takeaways from this experience for for you and what like wisdom would you impart on someone else who's maybe like questioning or maybe just got out of like making the same decision you yeah. did? Um, so one part would be like my big overarching thing is to just never settle. Yeah. Like that's just just don't do it. Like, I mean, if you can help it, just don't do it. Um I just feel like so often we limit what limit the great things that we can have available to Absolutely. us. You know, um, we start believing in things more than what we believe in for ourselves. So like when I'm saying that, I'm thinking like more about like society, you know, mm-hmm. I'm 33 years old. I could have been married at 31, I think, um, or 32. And most people would say like, what? Now you're going to start all over again. Like, you know, I, I, my family, my family is probably in the minority that doesn't pressure me so much about like getting married and having kids and all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. I know that that stuff can really weigh on people. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, when I thought about it, I'm like, okay, I could get married. I could start having children with this person, but 
at the end of the day, I know in my heart that I wouldn't be happy yeah. and I wouldn't have real joy. I might get joy here and there from like, you know, and that being that situation, having your children and, you know, of course, no relationship is 100 percent bad. You right. know, that's the thing, too. Like, right. It wasn't always bad, but yeah. it was just like those moments that were bad. Like I had to think, like, was the bad worth was the good? Wait, mm, was, was the good the bad worth the good? Oh, I know what you mean. Either way, yeah. it go both ways. <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. So it was like, um, was it good worth the bad? That's yeah. What it was. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I can't, I can't let it go. Was it good worth the bad? And I was just like, nah. Like, and I know that at the end of the day, like, life is so short. Yeah. And I don't want to be on this earth out here living a mediocre type of life that yeah. I know for me is not abundant mm-hmm. and not not god ordained you know and so for me it was like i would rather be alone and maybe be lonely yeah um but still have joy and peace yeah than just to have somebody and i'm always arguing and you know we always going back and forth and just you know or or just period like having to deal with that and just never feeling just never having that peace, yeah, you know? I yeah. think peace is underrated a lot of times. Ooh, yes. You know? Girl. Um, and you only realize that once you have it, you know? <laughs> only once you have that peace, you're like, yo, I got to, man, I got to harvest this. Yes. Like, you know what yes. I mean? Like, I got to protect this. Yes. And so I've realized how important peace really is. Um, one thing, another thing is trust yourself. mm Trust yourself. That's huge. And also check yourself and be real with yourself too. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that I don't want to convey is that like, like I said, like I wasn't expecting my ex to be perfect. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be just like me. Um, I'm all about, I mean, everyone has flaws. I know I, everybody has flaws. I have right, flaws. Right. Everyone has flaws. So it was never a thing like I wanted him to be perfect, but there were just certain things that I could not Except, yeah. I just couldn't yeah. get over it. I would try so hard to just be like, you know what, it's fine. But I would, we we would get an argument about it again. You know yeah. what I mean? And 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 pay attention to that kind of stuff. You know, if you're having the same type of arguments about the same type of stuff, like really, really sit down and think about that, and mm-hmm. re- and figure out like, is this something that I can just deal with for the rest of my life? Can I have the same argument for the rest of my life? <laughs> you know real. because it's gonna happen yeah you know some arguments for the rest of your life all right some things like fundamental things like yeah. some things it's just like whoa i can't like it's too it's too deep and it's too draining yeah you know yeah um anything else hmm. if someone was going through what you went through yeah if someone was going through what i went through um i would say to allow yourself to feel what you feel um, one thing that I struggled with, a couple of things that I struggled with was, um, I wanted the healing process to like, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm ready to be done here. I want to, you know, I'm ready to move on. Right. I want to be healed. Let's next thing. Yeah. You know, allow, yeah. you have to allow yourself to heal in, in your time and mm-hmm. feel whatever you feel. And with that, you also have to, um, be compassionate with yourself, with the other person, um that's huge yeah that's so huge yeah and what happens when you do those things is forgiveness mm. Mm. that's and, a word yeah <laughs> yeah and so um and being compassionate for me has meant me 
understanding where he was coming from as much as I can without like talking to him. Yeah. Understanding where I was coming from and um, just a, we're human. Right. You know, we're human. We're not perfect. Yeah. Um, and like for me right now, I'm working on forgiving myself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but I'm getting there. I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm almost really there, yeah. you know? And I think my biggest thing with me, like not like having trouble with forgiving myself is like, you should have known better girl. Mm. You should have known better. You've been in, you've been in some crazy kind of relationships before, even though this one wasn't like a crazy relationship. Um, there were still like red flags that were common in, in, in a lot of the relationships yeah. that I've been in. Yeah. Um, and I kind of let the stuff slide and then it ends. So I, I keep, grappling with that whole thing of like you should have known and then also like five years like yeah. that's a good chunk of time well it's funny too because i think like i would say like there is something about being a black woman that's like girl you supposed to know yeah. like why are you being dumb like yes. where it's like very critical mm-hmm. and, and like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like yeah. just be all knowing and that to to be infallible but like like you say grace and compassion and yeah. like we're all just out here trying to figure this shit out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and even, and that just kind of goes back to what you were saying before about like, you hadn't heard this story before. Yeah. Like I hadn't really heard of this story before either. Yeah. And so I was just like lost. Like yeah. I didn't even know what was happening. I didn't know how to process my feelings before the breakup after. Cause I just didn't see any, I didn't hear anything mm-hmm. really about it. Mm-hmm. And like, it got to a point where I was Googling like, Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah. like when I was having this insomnia and I couldn't sleep, I would Google, what do you do if you're having doubts about your engagement? Oh, Literally snap. Google because I didn't know. And I could, I couldn't find much. Yeah. The only thing I would find was, um, well, you know what? That's not true. Some things that I found was, oh, you just have cold feet. And mm. then some, there were some uh, people that were like, something isn't right. Yeah. Something isn't right. Yeah. And and I just thought that I didn't say this before is it starts off as just something isn't right. Your mm. intuition kind of just, you know, when you tap into that, which I think is extremely important, when you yeah. tap into your intuition, it just starts off as like a little tiny nudge. Like you're just like, hmm, don't like that. Yeah. Don't know why. Or just something about the situation. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, one thing that I didn't do and, and I, and I now know that I need to make this just a part of who I am because I'm a very intuitive person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say tapped into my intuition. Yeah. Once you tap into your intuition, once you surrender to it, then things start revealing itself to you. And it mm-hmm. doesn't just become like a, I just feel weird. I don't know exactly what it is, but there's just something you'll start to see exactly what it is. It won't become like something where it's just like, I don't know. And for me, that was hard because at first I was like, I'm not about to end this relationship based off of just a sheer feeling. Right. Feeling right. <laughs> not to blow my life up just because I think I got yeah, an inkling. I just have a little yeah, something, yeah, you know? yeah. Eventually it started to become very clear exactly yeah. what the issues were. Yeah. And so I think that that is very important is like, Everybody isn't super intuitive, but I feel like we all kind of have a little bit of something. Yeah, you just gotta listen. You just have to listen. Yeah, you have to like, like you said, quiet. Have some quiet time to yourself. Like, just take you know, just take away all the distractions, all the noise. For me, it was the braiding lady forced Mm -hmm. me to like help her, so I had no (laughs) choice. Mm -hmm. But um, 
Once you do that, you will be surprised at how many things uh, become so clear for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really. Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess, you know, with like forgiveness and having compassion for yourself, for your ex, I think those are all like extremely important in, in like the healing process because that's really what has to happen. You yeah. have to heal. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. Um. I don't know. I hope, like, like I said, I hope, I hope someone who's listening got a little bit of something. Cause I, I think a lot of what you said applies to like these difficult situations that we encounter in life in general. So like whenever you're like, I don't, I'm confused or I don't know which way to go. It's like, be still, be quiet, listen to that little voice, tap into that little voice Mm -hmm. um, and allow yourself to feel whatever you feel, but like use that as information to like guide you in the right path. Yeah. So true. Yeah, and I feel like that is I feel like that doesn't just apply to relationships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. So, I feel like this is a perfect time to transition into the next segment, which is asking for a friend. Okay. Um and so your current situation is yeah. you're sing- single. Yeah. Right? Super Are you like <laughs> I am super single right now. So are you like on the apps? Are you exploring? Are you just like taking this time to be by yourself? Um, I'm taking this time to be by myself, really. Um, Honestly, like like I was saying before about personalities, I don't Mm -hmm. know if I have the personality for the apps Mm, or the patience. The apps are, (laughs) I mean, I I know of people that have met their husbands on Tinder, Mm -hmm. you know? So I know that it works for some people. I just don't know if it works for somebody like me. Um, and I definitely don't judge anybody that uses them more power to you. That's a, that's that, that allows you to have another tool to right. get to your possible soulmate. Yeah. You know? I just don't know if it's for me, uh, with the apps. Um, and I, like right now I am single, but I, I mean, it's mostly just because I want to be, yeah. um, a little part of me is like, Oh, would I date? I mean, Honestly, I haven't come across anyone that I would want to date. So yeah. it's just kind of like, it's also like kind of It's easy. You don't have to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. It's just yeah. like, I'm single and that's what it else is what I'm going to be right, right now. Like, right. And, and I think, um, I think I'm like now, of course, I'm trying to be super intentional about that whole aspect of my life as far as like dating and um, just like a love life in general. Yeah. Um, just being a lot more selective. Yeah. And um, cognizant of my own like past traumas or or my own type of like downfalls or pitfalls that I have faced in the past when it Mm -hmm. comes to dating. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I don't want to be super like self-conscious about dating, but also I'm just trying to like take a better like approach to dating. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say are the greatest joys and the uh, greatest challenges of being single right now? Like intentionally single, I guess. Yeah. The greatest joys, freedom. Well, yeah, that's real. <laughs> freedom. Um, I am. I'm a very outgoing person, and uh, but I'm also I'm a I'm a strict ambivert, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I am both. I am an introvert and extrovert, like fifty fifty. Yeah. I've done like the Myers Briggs test where they, where you do like your personality. I'm always right on the cusp of really? both of them every single time. And like it's crazy. You know how like when anytime you do these personality tests, I always think like it's gonna come out so different. I feel like I'm so different now, but mm-hmm. it's always the exact mm-hmm. same. Right. So um, I enjoy 
a lot of quiet time yeah. but I also enjoy a lot of social time yeah and I love to just be able to ch- pick and choose when that happens I don't have to be like hey how do you feel about this like or you know my partner would ever be like hey we have to go to this event for my friend and I'm like Ugh. Right. I just want to sit in the house, yeah, you know, or yeah. I want to go hang out with my friends, you yeah. know? So just having that freedom. And then also like just being able to like, be like, I'm going to book me a flight to somewhere in Mexico, wherever in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and not have to check in with anybody. So yeah. I would say freedom is like the biggest joy. Um, the biggest, you said sorrow or challenge, <laughs> challenge. or whatever. Um, oh, the biggest challenge. So one thing that I'll say is like, I have like one very, 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 like my very best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of like both um, got single at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like, we're like kind of each other's companions now. Like, so I was going to say like companionship, but I kind of have that with my best friend, you know? Yeah, yeah, And I'm like, you better not get with nobody before I do. (laughs) We got to time this right, you know? But Mm -hmm. I know that like, you know, I still have to be able to be on my own, which is fine. Um... I don't know. I mean, like intimacy, yeah, you know, like a certain real. level of intimacy, yeah. emotional intimacy. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely don't have that. Um, and then like just I don't really have a lot of male friends. Mm. And so just having conversations with men. That you is. Know? Yes. That is a huge. <laughs> yes. I can relate to that. No, I was just talking to my best friend about this yeah. the other day. We're like we have like she and I both have had periods where we've had best male friends uh-huh. and we were just talking about how like we don't have that anymore yeah. and also like i didn't grow up in like my family's very matriarchal Same. like and Same. i just like miss having dudes around yeah. and she, we were talking about how it's like a level of like you can put your guard down in mm-hmm. a way that like sometimes with girls you still gotta be like hey girl yeah. you know like, yeah. where you're just like hey uh-huh. nigga what's up you yeah know? <laughs> exactly exactly um so yeah. no i totally relate to that yeah yeah i feel like um yeah, that I would say that like not having like a man to talk to. Yeah, I mean yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, 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 and like for me, I hate to be like, oh, I need a man to talk to, but it's just like no, I feel you. I need balance. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like something in masculine have, energy. Like yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, yeah. No, I totally relate. So, the last section segment what i don't know what to call this this is my podcast i'm still figuring it out oh yeah. <laughs> the last segment is called the do better corner uh-huh. um and so i have people share either something petty that they've done uh-huh. or something that they're embarrassed about from their dating past yeah. just to kind of show like this is an evolution we've all been you know on the petty train at yeah. some point so is there something that you either did in your past that you're like oh my god i can't believe i did that mm-hmm. um that you're willing to share oh um something that i did in my past i mean hmm huh I'm, this, this is a tough one. I know people struggle with this question. Surprisingly, yeah. I and thought it would be easier. And as, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I don't have anything that I'm ashamed of. Or like, I just like, I'm like petty. Mm. I can't really think of anything petty. Anything that I'm ashamed of. Um, hmm. I mean, well, I'll say like, I definitely have um in the past like not in this last um phase but I've done my share of rebounding mm. and it's always 
It's always been such a fail. Really? Uh, yeah. And so, like, and me trying to learn lessons from my past, like, yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to rebound. Yeah. And just try to, like, um, feel a void or something like that. So, for me, like, rebounding shortly after, mm-hmm. um, that's, and I guess, <laughs> unfortunately, like, the people that I rebounded with, I'm kind of, like, embarrassed that I allowed myself to. That's real go there Mm -hmm. you know so if I had to say that's that's what I would say I remember when I was getting over this dude uh, this was we were still in grad school I was trying to get over this dude and I was like swiping on all the apps because I was like I need to meet I need to feel this feeling again yeah and I like had gone out with this dude this is like another story my best friend and I laugh about all the time we had gone out and it was cool but like we're sitting at the bar I ordered a drink and like, you know, the bartender was like, you know, it'll be such and such amount. And I was doing like the fake reach for my wallet and he ain't reached for his wallet. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm actually reaching for my wallet. And um, I paid for my drink. And then like the bartender came back around and was like another round. I was like, I I want another drink for myself. So, so sure. And he like ordered another drink too. And I ended up paying for, (gasps) um, for, for drinks. And I was just like, um, I need to like cool my heels. <laughs> I yeah. was like just going out with these like raggedy dudes. Yeah, who, randos. Like, randos. Just... He like had sweatpants on. Like and I y'all had a it. bar. Yes. Oh wow. I mean, it was like an arc. You know, like arcade bar, or whatever okay. it is. But still, I was like, yeah. you can. And this dress is like up your first. Absolutely. Date? Wow. So that okay. that's a little embarrassing. You know what I mean? Ugh. Um, but we all been yeah. there, and that's the thing too. Like I try to like convey on the podcast is like we have all been there. Yeah. You know, we have all had our little moments of like, what was I doing? What Mm, was I thinking? mm, 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 mm. Um, I have a lot of those. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. But anywho, thank you so much for sharing your story. Like I told you before, and I know you don't necessarily feel it. I think it was really brave of you to do what you've done and to share your story. Um, So I hope like people can learn because we got to amplify the message, spread the message and, and like let people know that like whatever you're going through is okay and you can work through it. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for that. And thank you for so much for having me. Uh, for me, like when I wrote my blog post and even like uh, participating in this podcast is more to just help people to understand, like, you don't have to just do what everybody tells you you're supposed yeah, to do. You know, yeah. you should listen to yourself more than anybody else, yeah. you know, sometimes, especially when it comes to your life. Yeah. And especially when it comes to matters of the heart, like you have to be careful. And, um, I mean, what you don't like my, one of the biggest things for me was like, okay, I'm going into the situation knowing a hundred percent that I'm going to get a divorce. Yeah. And I'm like, why would I do that to myself? Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is I've talked to other people that have either are in either married and mm-hmm. they're in a bad marriage mm-hmm. or they've gotten a divorce. And mm-hmm. every single person that I've talked to, they said, yeah, I knew before I got married oh, that wow. it wasn't going to work out and they did it anyway. Oh wow. And so I just hope that people understand, like, even though no one talks about that, yeah. like it's a real thing. Yeah. And so if you feel like, you just feel off about it. Just lean into that and just really give yourself some time to really digest that and understand what's going on inside and, yeah. and work through that because you, everybody deserves to be happy and have real joy and peace. So. And you know what? And just one, one last thing, cause you said this and it's something that like, I heard like literally yesterday where it was like, you have to allow space for like the universe to 
provide for you like the most abundance than that you could receive like don't yes. limit what the universe or what exactly. god can give you exactly. you like you limit yourself when you like you know i'll just take these scraps these mm-hmm. scraps are fine but like then you can't take the full like exactly greatness of what is possible for you exactly yeah exactly. i'm working on that for myself yes girl i'm working on it i'm working on <laughs> yeah. it too still yeah. yeah and also share your blog so people can find you and and all of your stuff yeah um so my uh blog is clouds corner blog.com and my instagram is cloud esq because she a lawyer and whatnot she yeah, esquire <laughs> um but anyway again thank you so much i really appreciate you ashley coming on and sharing your story thank you um and i'll talk to you later all right bye thanks thanks for listening to this episode of situationships podcast If you learned anything on this episode, please share the episode with a friend. Get Situationships Podcast merch and early access to podcast episodes by becoming a Situationships Podcast Patreon at patreon.com backslash situationships pod. You know that situationship you had that one time? The one your girlfriends remind you about when you start acting brand new? I want to hear about it. Hit me up at situationshipspodcast.com backslash my story or email me at situationshipspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to connect with me and the Situationships Podcast listeners on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at situationshipspod and on Twitter at situationspod. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.